Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Kurt Russell from 1970. Hey, kid, how would you like to kick me in the shin? How would I like to kick you in the shin? Huh? Mister, are you drunk? No, no, no kidding. I'll tell you what. If you kick me in the shin real hard, I'll give you a quarter. Okay, go ahead. Play it. Ah! It's a good one. It's a good one, boy. It Happened at the World's Fair was released on April 3rd, 1963. It was a musical starring Elvis Presley as a crop-dusting pilot. It received mostly poor reviews. It currently has a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. But there was one thing of note from the movie. The boy who Elvis pays to kick him in the shins was a 12-year-old Kurt Russell, uncredited, making his film debut. Kurt Russell would be connected to Elvis throughout his career. He would play Elvis in a 1979 TV movie. In 2001, he played an Elvis impersonator in the film 3,000 Miles to Graceland. And in 1994, once again uncredited, he was the voice of Elvis Presley in the Academy Award-winning Forrest Gump. Forrest, I told you not to bother this nice young man. Oh, no, that's all right, ma'am. I-, I was just showing him a thing or two on the guitar here. Well, all right, but your supper's ready if y'all want to eat. Well, yeah, that sounds good. Thank you, ma'am. Say, man, sh- show me that crazy little walk you just did there. Slow it down some. You ain't nothing but... but let's go back to 1963. We interrupt this program to bring you further details on the shooting of President Kennedy. After the shots were fired and the president was seen to slump over and Governor Connolly was hit, the motorcade sped on toward the hospital. It took them perhaps five minutes to reach the ambulance entrance of the hospitals. Reporters there say the president was lying flat on his face in the car. That's audio from ABC TV's coverage of President John F. Kennedy's assassination on November 22, 1963. After making the announcement, ABC didn't have their news studio prepared. So until it was prepared and operational, the network just ran commercials and promos for some of their shows. I'm Dan O'Hurley. Doc faces losing Jimmy when he can prove he's his son to an unscrupulous schoolmaster on the travels of Jamie McPheeters. 7.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Central on ABC. The travels of Jamie McPheeters had debuted on ABC just two months prior. It was a Western aimed at teenage boys, based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning novel of the same name by Robert Louis Taylor. The series only lasted one season, but it was known for the breakthrough performances of Charles Bronson as Link Murdoch, as well as Kurt Russell in the role of Jamie McFeeters. After the series was canceled, Russell would continue television acting for the next couple of years, making guest appearances on shows like The Fugitive, Gunsmoke, and Gilligan's Island. The film Follow Me, Boys was released on December 1st, 1966. It was the first movie Kurt Russell would make for Disney. Supposedly, Walt Disney was so impressed with Russell's performance that he signed him to a 10-year contract. 
On October 27, 1966, Walt Disney filmed what would end up being his last filmed appearance for an evening with Walt Disney. This was just days before doctors would find a tumor on his lung. So let's get on with the business at hand, and that is Follow Me Boys. To us, this is a very special kind of motion picture, and one of which we're very proud. It has a fine cast, and uh, oh yes, you're about to meet a 15-year-old boy for whom I predict a great acting future. His name is Kurt Russell. Walt Disney would die just two weeks after the release of Follow Me Boys at the age of 65. There have been rumors that Walt Disney's final words were Kurt Russell. And that's not exactly true, but it's not entirely false either. Following his death, a note was found on Walt Disney's desk. The note was written at the bottom of a printed page that read, TV Projects in Production, Ready for Production or Possible for Escalation and Story. The list read Ron Miller, Two Way Down Seller, Two, Kurt Russell, Three, CIA Mobley. On a 2013 episode of The View, Russell said of the note, quote, I assume, as does everybody else, that he was talking about some movies that he was thinking about having me in. I don't know what to make of it other than that. End quote. Over the next several years, he would guest star on several TV shows while continuing to make films for Disney, mostly in supporting roles at first. Films like The Horse in the Gray Flannel Suit, Guns in the Heather, and the one and only genuine original family band, where he met his future partner, Goldie Hawn. At the very end of the 60s, and I mean literally, December 31st, 1969, saw the release of his first starring role for Disney, The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes. Russell starred as Dexter Riley, who receives an electric shock and becomes a human computer. The movie even spawned two sequels, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just stay in the 1969-1970 ballpark. Because, of course, with his star rising, well, you know where this is going. In 1970, Kurt Russell released a self-titled album on Capitol Records. How did Kurt Russell find himself suddenly making an album? Here he is, along with his longtime partner Goldie Hawn, on The Late Late Show with James Corden in 2020, talking about just that. i got to say, you've been keeping something from me, which I did not know about. You released an album uh, in 1970. Great. Why have we Boy, never have, talked about this? How did this album come about? If you haven't given Kurt Russell Sings a listen, you haven't oh, heard it. How do you get good boy? <laughs> you know what? My dad was sitting in a bar, or he ran into a, a producer in a bar, a guy named Danny Jansen, who used to, he, he produced uh, Bobby Sherman's albums, amongst other things. They got to talking. I think they'd had a few. And the next thing I knew, somehow I'd been roped into doing an album, <laughs> Bubblegum, which was not really my, you know, my joy. Um, I think had it been country, country western, it might have been. <laughs> the album begins with "Hey Baby, I Love You." Hey baby, I love you. Hey baby, yes I do. All I do now, all day through, I can't concentrate.
Up next is a cover of the Archie's hit, Sugar Sugar, which you've heard me talk about plenty in the past on this show, so I won't go too far into it here. On March 22nd, 1970, Russell would appear on Disneyland's Showtime, which was an episode of The Wonderful World of Disney, performing Sugar Sugar. And it's actually a different arrangement than what appears on the album. Here's a bit of that TV version. Now, there's a group that's on time. Here's a little bit of the album version. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me wanting you. Ah, honey. Ah, sugar, sugar. You are my candy girl. And you got me wanting When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up next is a cover of My Baby Loves Lovin'. The song had been a big hit for British pop group White Plains, peaking at number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100 in June of 1970. As mentioned in the James Corden clip, the album was produced by Danny Jansen. Throughout his career, he's best known for his music that he wrote for television. And 1970 was a big year for him. He wrote the music for the Josie and the Pussycats cartoon, and he even wrote the theme song for the Partridge Family, both of which debuted in September of 1970. Here's a song co-written by Jansen, along with Sue Stewart. This is It Ain't Gonna Rain Anymore. Raindrops and teardrops and heartaches the storm breaks But clouds in my mind keep obstructing the view Seems like all of my life I've been Sue Stewart was also a collaborator with Jansen on Josie and the Pussycats, and all of that was produced by La La Productions, as is this album. La La Productions was run by Danny Jansen and Bobby Young, who's the other credited producer on this album. Bobby Young is actually a pseudonym for Bob Engman, formerly of the Letterman Vocal Trio. One of the singing voices for Josie and the Pussycats was Sherry Moore, 
and though not credited, she also sings backing vocals on this album. Sherry Moore was just a stage name, and eventually that would change to another stage name, Cheryl Ladd, who's best known for her role as Chris Monroe in the ABC series Charlie's Angels. You can hear who I assume is her on backing vocals on I Believe in Love, which was also released as a promotional single. Arrangements for the album were done by Al Capps, who was also a frequent collaborator with Jansen. Throughout his career, Capps had produced and arranged albums for artists like Cher, Helen Reddy, Liza Minnelli, and Andy Williams. His arranging skills are on display for Dizzy, which is a cover of a song that was a number one hit in the UK, US, and Canada for Tommy Rowe back in 1969. Aside from the producers and the arranger, Kurt Russell is the only credited person on the album. The album is a gatefold, and when you open it up, it reveals several pictures of Russell. And it also reads, Kurt spends a lot of time with his acting and singing careers, but not so much that he doesn't find plenty of hours to devote to the other things he loves, like his horses and fans and sports, lots and lots of sports. His workday often begins with some road work, often with his record producer Danny Jansen. Would you believe that Kurt even finds time for an extra career as a semi-pro baseball player? His heavy schedule is all fun, though, because he's doing all the things he likes, including riding his crazy tri-bike, a favorite form of relaxation. Trees swaying in the summer breeze Showing off their silver leaves As we pass by Kisses on a summer's day Laughing all our cares away Just you and I The album's closer is Hey Mr. Sun. It's another Danny Jansen original that spent nine weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, peaking at number 24 for Bobby Sherman. Kurt Russell's version was never released as a single. Well, I got up this morning and I said good morning, son. I've been looking through the raindrops much too long. I need someone. I can tell you where my mind's at if you'll just take the time. Cause it's such a lovely morning. Don't you want to be and talk with me a while? Mr. Sun. There were no official single releases from this album. There were two promotional singles. I mentioned earlier, I Believe in Love but there was also Baby Believe Me, which doesn't actually appear on this album. But the promo single's B-side was Hey Baby I Love You, which is on the album. Confusing stuff. So, no singles, and the album never charted. 
It's not streaming anywhere these days, and it's even hard to find much of the audio anywhere online. Kurt Russell would never make another album. But just two years later, his partner, actress Goldie Hawn, would release an album of her own. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.